0: Before I get to my next guest, Jonathan Shuski, I want to remind you about a couple of more of our friends, starting with the folks over at Two Under. Two Under Men's Performance Briefs have just released their new Spring and Summer 22 collections, with fun, new, and exciting prints like the Freedom 2 and 3, Santa Fe, Tigers, Zebras, and Duckies, and their new exclusive Folds of Honor collection, where they donate 20% of all Folds of Honor sales proceeds to that cause. UNDR.com. Two Under Performance in Your Pants. Use code NEXTT20 that's N X T T E E 20 for a 20% discount on the Two Under website. I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Ride. We deal with a lot on the golf course, whether you're teeing off in front of a crowd, hitting a 4 iron after a rain delay, trying to figure out wind direction, or second guessing club selection. It's easy for your mind to race. That's exactly what drove Golf Pride to create the all-new CPX. It's made with a unique EXO diamond quilted pattern, reducing vibration in your hands on every shot. The EX diamond quilted pattern really helps your hands sink into the club on every shot, giving you maximum comfort because when your hands are comfortable, you're comfortable. CPX is available now on GolfPride.com or at your local retailer. Okay, now next on the tee with me is Jonathan Shusky. Jonathan is a retired infantryman from the U.S. Army, served 20 years as an Army leader, growing in rank and responsibility over that time. While in the Army, he was on the all-Army golf team. He was a plus-three handicap and a three-time Fort Benning Club champion. After retiring from the military, he went back to school, first at Christian Brothers University in Memphis, and now at Stephen F. Austin University. At 38 years old, not only did he go back to school, he was signed to play on the golf team by Christian Brothers coach Michael Bryce, who is a guy I've been following on social media for several years, at Golf one on Twitter. You can follow Jonathan at j__shuski1, and I'm honored to have him with me tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Hey, I, I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks.
0: Jonathan, I see you had one of those I'm old moments in the cafeteria at school when Careless Whisper played on the speaker. Did you get some funny looks from the younger generation when you sang along? Yeah, well, I'll tell you,
1: I get a lot of funny looks walking around campus, um, mainly because, you know, I think at first glance folks look at me and they see me wearing normally like a, you know, one of the SFA polos or, or whatever. And, and they probably immediately think that guy coaches something or he's a professor or whatever. But then they see that I'm wearing a backpack and I'm walking into class with him. Um, and, and, and yeah, so I get, I get a lot of weird looks, but that day, oh man, but w- when that song came on, the, the sax solo hit and, uh, and I, and I watched this group of students just over to the left of me and they all just kind of looked around at each other like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Probably twenty seconds later, I was playing air sax and I was and I was kind of humming along and <laughs> it was it was uh, it was just one of those moments where I um, yeah it really sank in that like I'm forty years old walking around a college campus um, and, and, and like I've got a nineteen year old son that's a sophomore uh, at Columbus State University this year and so you know I'm I'm old enough to be any one of their dads you know and uh, it's a uh, but it, it's cool. I think, uh, you know, a lot of my classmates and the folks that have gotten to know me and, and folks from the other athletic teams, um, like we're becoming fast friends and, and, and it's cool to be able to share some of my experiences and stuff. So I, I think I'm starting to grow on them a little bit.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Jonathan, I, I read when you were growing up in North Carolina that you started playing golf at the age of 12. Is that right?
1: Yeah. It was about, it was about that age. Um, Honestly, I had never really thought much about golf, honestly. Um, there, was, there was a group of guys at my church, uh, a couple of older guys and, and, like, their sons, and they they would go out and play on Sunday afternoons when we got out of church, and, you know, they might meet up, you know, during the week and play, you know, a twilight round or whatever. And so eventually I asked my dad, I was like, you know, can we get a set of clubs and, and go play? Like, I, wanna, I just wanted to be kind of, you know, part of the group, you know, and um, and so we did like, I, I remember like we went to a pawn shop and just found a set of clubs and they were too big for me and I didn't care. I just wanted to be out there with, with the guys. And, uh, and so I started, I started doing that and, you know, we had a little, we had a couple of really good courses right there around like High Point, North Carolina, where I, where I grew up. And, uh, I, I'll never forget. We had a little par three course. There It was a nine hole course. The, the longest hole on the course was like a hundred and. 15 yards and it's, it's you know just a little a little pitch and putt kind of place and that was that little place is really where i fell in love man because i we would go out there especially on the weekends. me and a couple of the the other younger guys we'd get dropped off out there at eight o'clock in the morning and we'd just walk all day long until it got dark and and our parents would come and pick us up and um and man we just we just loved being out there and, and love hacking it around or whatever, and. And as the years went by, you know, I was, I was probably good enough to play high school golf. Um, I, I just didn't know it and, and I, I, did, I, I didn't believe it myself really. Uh, so I didn't play high school golf. Um, but like I, I broke par for the first time when I was 17 years old and, and I felt like I was starting to, you know, kind of figure things out and, and, um, I, I didn't know anything about competing in golf. So I, I didn't play in any junior tournaments or anything like that. And, um, and and I also remember around that time was you know when Tiger Woods was kind of you know first coming on the scene and and you know I remember when he won the the US Amateur that third time and I, and I remember watching him win the Masters in '97 and 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 he was a big part of why I fell in love with the game too. It's just like I remember like as a kid golf was it kind of had that reputation of just being like an old man sport, you know, unless you were playing on the PGA Tour or whatever. But Tiger had this way that, like, it just made golf seem fun to me uh, as, as a teenager. And, and so I really fell in love with the game. And, and uh, yeah, that was just kind of how it started, man. That little pitch and putt course, it's not there anymore. But, but, gosh, man, we had such a good time walking around that place all day.
0: You competed on the All-Army Golf Team, and you won the All-Army trial camp in 2013 talk about the all army team what that is and then going out and winning that event yeah so the all army team
1: you know a, a lot of folks when i tell them i was an infantryman and then i tell them i played on the all army team they're like well how did you have time for that it's it so the all army team's not really like your job or anything it's really just a it's like a three-week deal total um so you go and play the trial camp um the top six guys make the team and then you get a few days to practice and, and kind of, you know, get all your gear and all that stuff. And then you go play the Armed Forces Championship, which is a four-day tournament. Um, and then you're done. You go back to your unit and, and go back to work. Um, but it's a really cool thing, and I was fortunate enough to do it a few times. Um, in 2013, that was the first year that I got to go and play at the trial camp. Um it's one of those things where you you have to kind of submit a resume and I didn't really have a golf resume. Like I said, I'd never really competed or anything and, but I thought I was good enough to do it. And, uh, I had applied a couple of times before and, and didn't get a response, didn't get invited. And so in 2013, I didn't get invited and I sent an email to the director of the all army program. And I, I don't know if I really believed it or not, but I sent him an email and said, look, I'm, I don't understand why you won't invite me. It's like, if you invite me down there though, I'm going to win this thing. And so it was literally only like two hours later, I got a response and he invited me to the camp. And so I got there. Uh, we played a couple of practice rounds and, uh, we had a, we had a meeting the night before the trial camp began. And I remember after that rules meeting and everything, he pulled me to the side and he said, look, man, um, I'm, I'm really glad you're here. And I'm glad this all worked out. He said, but I didn't really like that email. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't win this thing, I'll never have you back. Um, wow. And I, and I found out later that he was joking with me. Uh, but I didn't know that at the time. And so, man, I went out and played as hard as I could for four rounds. And uh, and I did. <laughs> I ended up winning the trial camp. And uh, I, I will say this. There's part of me that, like, I feel like sometimes, at least at that point, that was the worst thing that could have happened to me because, I really didn't know anything about tournament golf, didn't know anything about competing. And I was a lot like, uh, what Mark was talking about when he said he started college golf and he was playing well, but he, he always looked like a 10 handicap that was just having a career day. Like that's what I was when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, it, I was fortunate to win it that year and then, you know, went and played in the armed forces championship, did that a couple of times. Um, the last time being in 2019. Uh, I was really fortunate in 2019. I got to play with, uh, an Air Force captain named Kyle Westmoreland and folks might know him. He, he, he earned his PGA tour card this year. Um, which was a, a really cool story. And it's, it's good to see, you know, guys like him and, uh, and, and uh, Tom Whitney's another guy that played a lot on the, the Corn Ferry tour and some other stuff. And, but yeah, I got to meet some cool guys and, and play, and play some golf with them. And, uh, yeah, it was a great experience.
0: And Jonathan, like I mentioned in your intro, you won the Fort Benning Club Championship three times. The course there dates back to nineteen twenty three, so almost a hundred years old, designed by Robert Trent Jones Senior. Talk about the rich golf history there at Fort Benning.
1: Yeah, Fort Benning is always going to be really special to me. It's you know, it's the home of the infantry and that you know, that's where I went to basic training and did all that. And uh I, it was really cool that I got to finish my career there where I started it. Um but, but that golf course, if you go inside, they've got a, a, a big, like a board or a plaque or whatever you want to call it on the wall that has all of the past, uh, club champions. And so if you go in there and look, if you go and look, I believe it's 1933, uh, General Omo at the time, he was a major, but General Omar Bradley, his name is on that board, but it's not because he won. They put his name on there. Um, in 1933, he was the runner-up, and so my my claim to fame at Fort Benning is Omar Bradley might have a fighting vehicle named after him, but by God, he didn't win the Fort Benning Club Championship three times, um, <laughs> and, and I did. And so, but no, it's it's really it's really cool to walk in, walk down that hallway and, and and to see your name on there three times, and and some of the great names that are on there like Omar Bradley and. And just knowing some of the people that played golf on that golf course before me, man, like some of the, you know, some of the great leaders in the Army that went through there and, and played that course. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really neat to have my name up there. And, and I was really proud um, to, to win that tournament three times. It was It was something that was really special, always will be.
0: When you retired from the service, I read that you had no shortage of college coaches calling and texting you because even though you're a little older than the traditional college freshman. You still had four years of eligibility there and talk about that. And why Michael Bryce, good friend, we've been following each other for years on Twitter, why he and Christian brothers university was the right, at least first choice for you.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, coach Bryce. Um, you know, There are a lot of folks that think that I've got like the hard feelings about how everything kind of went and, and, and how I ended up here. And, and i don't I guess you know me transferring, it's a long story that I won't get into, but Coach Bryce was great for me um i i I felt like I improved dramatically from the time I stepped on campus last year to the time we played at conference um you know i I felt like like I didn't even feel like the same player and 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 that was due in great part to him i mean he was a really good coach and and was good for me um I'll tell you, there were a lot of coaches that had a lot of interest. Um, and then there were some that just called and, and wanted to help out any way they could. And if they could help me figure something out, they wanted to do that. They, you know, maybe, maybe not interested in me being there because they had too many guys or they were full or whatever, but they wanted to help. Um, and then I made the mistake of going and playing in some tournaments, like over the winter and kind of that over that fall before I decided where I was going and I played really bad and and some of those phone calls stopped um <laughs> but coach Bryce coach Bryce was the guy that like you know he he kind of hung in there with me and and told me man if you come up here like I, i'm going to make you a better player and, and we're going to do some some good stuff and and um and he was true to his word um and so i you know i really appreciated that 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 they took a chance on me um and and and, and, and i get that it's cool like the 40 year old guy that you know retired from the army it's a cool story and and that that's something that's neat for your university or whatever but he never approached it that way really for him it was just all about the golf and and he really believed that i could come there and help the program and um and yeah so i mean it was great i you know the transfer thing i i really just wanted to get somewhere closer to home like last year was there were some times that were tough being away from my family and and my wife and kids went through some stuff that you know I I really probably should have been there for it, and they kind of got through it and, and I didn't want that to happen again and so tried to transfer and get somewhere closer to home and nothing really panned out the way I thought it was going to Um and so then I kind of at that point I was like well I, I still want to play college golf and and my wife told me I'd be a fool if I didn't and I usually listen to her so so I started looking around and and uh, and talking to some coaches and and Coach Trader here at SFA, man, they they were awesome from day one and said he had a spot and wanted me to take it and and here we are, like we're in Nacogdoches, Texas, and man, I'm I've, I've loved every second of it so far.
0: Jonathan, just a couple more before I let you go. And you served five tours of combat duty. You you won the bronze medal twice. I have to imagine making or missing a five foot putt to win a golf tournament. Doesn't have the same perspective to you as it would for most of the rest of us that were stand would stand over a putt like that. Talk about how your time in the military, your time facing combat duty, and now some of the things that, like I say, the pressure of college golf probably doesn't mean the same to you.
1: Yeah, well, I think you know, for me, I, I, I'm not going to say that it doesn't mean the same or that the pressure's not there. It's just a different type of pressure, I guess. Um, you know, I like I still feel butterflies standing on the first tee like any other player, or standing over a, a putt that matters or whatever. The the difference I think between me and you know an eighteen year old freshman is just I've got some perspective to lean on. And so while that eighteen year old kid stands over that shot and thinks, man, like this, if this doesn't go in, it's the end of the world. I stand over that shot and I and I know it matters and, and I'm nervous about it but i also know that at the end of the day like it's going to be okay whether you make it or miss it you're going to go back home and, and there were days in afghanistan where you know those make or break moments like that that could be the difference in going back home or not going back home you know and so um yeah i think it, for me it's just about some, having some perspective and and understanding that yes while while this is really important what i'm doing here um it's not it's not the end of the world if it doesn't go well you know, and, and, and I think that, that helps, you know, some days, it it hasn't helped much lately. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've played some bad golf the last couple of weeks, but, so we're, you know, you keep getting after it and, and, uh, and just try to keep that perspective and, and keep a good attitude. And that's what I'm doing.
0: Johnson, you had a top 10 finish last season, four top 15s, and you shot a low round of 67 while you were at Christian Brothers. How did that fit in for your expectations for yourself and for your first year being out there playing college golf?
1: Yeah. You know, I struggled a lot in the fall. I I didn't play very well in the fall. I was, I was good enough to travel to tournaments and then we'd get to a tournament and I didn't play well. Um, and, and, and in the spring, you know, finally some stuff started to click and some of the stuff that coach Bryce and I had worked on finally finally started to I started trusting it really what the difference was um and, and yeah I I played a little bit more to the to, to my expectation of myself um you know I, I I was I there was a tournament that our first tournament of the spring we played in Tunica Mississippi uh and it's only about an hour and 15 minutes up the road from us there in Memphis and that first the first day we go out there and it's. You know, if it hit 50 degrees that day, then that was, that had to have been as high as it could have gotten, but it was, you know, windy and kind of raining sideways. And, and, uh, I I remember I played that day and I was wearing shorts and I had on, uh, one of those like kind of the short sleeve windbreaker rain jacket kind of things. And, um, and I, and I just remembered, you know, like I talked to coach after and and I told coach, I said, honestly, I said, I was a little bit cold at times. I said, but I wasn't going to let those guys know it. I said, you know, I just, I wanted to mentally, I thought it made me tougher that day. Like, just that, hey, like, we're going to battle through some adversity and I'm going to go. And I wanted those guys to know, like, you might be a better player than me and you're, you know, young and can hit it a mile, but you're not tougher than I am and I'm going to hang in there. And I did. And, and I really did that all spring and got the conference and, uh, finished 12th at conference and, and played some good golf. Didn't make a lot of putts that week, but, you know, played good enough to, to lead the team that week, and it was, the the spring was really good, and I, I again, I, it, it was really just a matter of just trusting myself, you know, I think in the fall, I probably had a little bit of, uh I think they call it imposter syndrome, you know, and I, I, there were probably times that I just felt like I didn't belong there or whatever, uh, but in the spring, I don't know, I, I'd love to tell you what it was, that something clicked, and I I really felt like I did belong there and that I could compete with those guys, and and a little bit of self belief goes a long way and uh and it, it certainly did for me in the spring,
0: Jonathan, before I let you go, let our listeners know how can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing up there at Stephen F Austin and follow you on your website and then on social media as well
1: yeah so i, I do have a website that I'm really terrible at updating um but uh Shusky golf you can go there uh and then on twitter j underscore. Shusty one, um, I'm pretty active on Twitter, and, and I try to—I try my best to, you know, anybody that interacts with me, I try to interact back with them. And uh, I understand that there are a lot of – one of the cool things about this, there's a lot of, you know, 40 and 45 and 50-year-old guys that I get messages from, and they're like, man, it's super cool what you're doing, and I love seeing your posts. And, and it's one of the reasons that I try to be active on there, because I know there are a lot of dudes that – like, I'm fortunate. Like, a, a you know – When you're 40 years old, you don't get a second chance at this thing. And, and I'm, and I'm fortunate that I do. And, and I understand that there are a lot of guys that, uh, that really like following that. So if you, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to post a lot about what we're doing golf wise and I'm going to post a lot about what I see and, and over here on campus. And (laughs) some of those are funny (laughs) posts. And, um, so yeah, that's. You know, I'm I'm active on there, and and I'll I'll, I'll gladly have a conversation and say hi. Just drop me a DM or whatever, man.
0: Well, Jonathan, you're a treat, my friend. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to come and be a part of this show. I hope this is the first of many visits that we get to hear about uh, your college experience, and then you go on from there. You're fantastic, my friend.
1: Absolutely. I I appreciate it, and and thanks for having me. when I looked at your lineup tonight and, and saw the guys that you were having on, I said, man, one of these things is not like the other. I've, I've got my work cut out for me to live up to this bill. So so hopefully I did. I appreciate you having yeah, absolutely me
0: Absolutely you did. Take care, Jonathan. Best of luck this season. We'll catch up soon. All the best to you and your family. All right. Thank you. See you, Jonathan. That's Jonathan Schusky. And again, folks. What a tremendous athlete. What a tremendous guy. And you heard the enthusiasm in his voice. There's nothing better than that. You know how much we love guys that come on and have the enthusiasm for what they're doing and what they're a part of. And that's oozing from Jonathan. Hopefully he has a great rest of the fall season there at Stephen F. Austin. And we get the privilege of catching up with him again uh, before too long.